The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Sunday, Jocktober 17th. That's right. I said Jocktober, baby. Jock Peterson took Max Scherzer yard in Game 2 of the NLCS. Let's go, Braves. Chop on, baby. Uh, Anyway, I'm fired up because the Atlanta Braves are playing well and have a chance at a World Series title. But we're here to talk about football, so let's dive in on some Week 7 spreads that you need to jump on now instead of waiting for joining me to do so my good friend john breach breach what's up buddy brenton i'm so confused i thought i accidentally logged on to our baseball podcast but i didn't it says pick six in the corner got pick six right here on the on the pullover this is the right podcast uh by the way reminder to you that this evening uh, when we do the recap podcast you can find if, if you're listening to this show you can find the recap in the feed of course and um if you're but they're all on the feed. Um, subscribe to YouTube. You'll get alerted when we go live or when we get new videos. And not just subscribe. When you hit subscribe, YouTube's weird. You actually have to press the bell button, too, to turn on your notifications. You know, most people, most sites opt you in. YouTube is kind of nice about it and, and, and doesn't opt you in until you select that. So go ahead and select that bell and get our alerts. We'll have tons of programming coming soon as well as live recaps uh, Thursday, Monday, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday, and the show's on there too. We're going to start with Thursday Night Football this coming week. The Cleveland Browns got a beat down, but they weren't alone. So did the Denver Broncos, and these two teams will lick their wounds, get their stuff together, and head to Cleveland to play on Thursday night. The Browns are five-and-a-half-point favorites in a game with a total of 44 breach. That is a low number, but it's not surprising because these are two fairly conservative teams, and uh, Baker Mayfield looked like his, uh, um, but it's, I saw somebody, his, his, look like his labrum exited his body at one point during that game. Yeah, and if you're a quarterback, you do not want your labrum exiting your body at any point during any game. But it's, it's hard to believe that two weeks ago, both of these teams were three and one, and we were talking about, are they for real? Could they be playoff contenders? Uh, well, the answer for the losers of this game is definitely going to be no, because you're going to be three and four. You're going to have lost three games in a row. Uh, you mentioned that they both got blown out on Sunday. At least the Browns, they got blown out by an undefeated Cardinals team. The Broncos got blown out by a coach, by a team that just lost their head coach, had to play on the road. And, you know, it was a perfect spot for Denver to win. And and they just got torched. So that is ugly. Um Picking this game's a little difficult because I don't even know who's going to be on the field for the Browns. Nick Chubb didn't play Sunday. He's hurt. Kareem Hunt got carted off the field. Uh, and he was, and he, Kareem Hunt was grabbing his calf. It looked like something that will – I mean, I'm not a doctor, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I would guess that that's an injury that will keep him out for Thursday's game. On three days uh, rest. Yeah. And then, as you said, Baker Mayfield's labrum exited his body, so who knows if he's going to play Thursday. If he can't go, the backup is – Case Keenum, there are just too many injuries the Browns are dealing with that I I am taking the Broncos 
and the points by default. I don't know that I'm going to pick Denver to win it straight up, uh, but with the five and a half points, I'm taking Denver. Yeah, I think if you are interested in wagering on this game, and the line is up because is, despite Baker Mayfield's injury, he did come back in the game. Um, I would point out, I, I think if you're if you want to bet on this game, and we're recording this on Sunday night, of course, it's Thursday night, the game is, if you like either the under or the Broncos, you should bet it now. I would bet that this under drops down significantly. The Broncos are not interested in shootouts. They are more than willing to be conservative on offense. They play good defense, but if Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are both out, and it's very possible they are, uh, it's going to be Felton and Johnson. And I'm calling them Felton and Johnson because I can't remember their first first names. Uh, but I, I'm kidding. I can look it up pretty quickly. But the point being is that running backs you likely haven't heard of, Dearness Johnson and Demetric Felton, are going to potentially be the lead backs for Cleveland's rushing attack. Cleveland was also without, in the in, in that blowout loss to Arizona, Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills, their two starting tackles. Kind of a big deal when you're a, a run-heavy team. Um, so that's the other thing, too. We don't know what their status will be, but it's not like they have seven days to get healthy. You know, they, they're they now going to have to try and get – and it, maybe they, they held them out for this game against Denver. The point being, Denver – is going to get closer to three, I would guess, because of the injuries with Cleveland. Their injury list is long. And that because of these, you know, weather could be bad. It was bad on Sunday. It didn't matter for the Cardinals. But because of that and because of the nature of these two teams, I would anticipate that that total uh, drops a little bit. I like the under at 44, although I like the under at 48 in uh, Arizona. Cleveland, that didn't work out so well for me. Thanks, Kyler. Bengals Ravens. Oh, the Cincinnati Bengals. The 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 who days are, are chirping at me on uh, on Twitter. Uh, our, our Cincinnati, the legion of fans that we have for Cincinnati. I picked the D Detroit Lions to win that game. That was stupid, very stupid, because your Bengals blew out Dan Campbell to the point that he was calling out Jared Goff in the postgame press conference. But an even bigger win, the Baltimore Ravens slaughtered, slaughtered the Los Angeles Chargers. And as a result, the Ravens are minus six and a half and an over-under 47.5 for a, a lovely game on CBS this coming weekend. Brinson, you disrespected the Bengals, and now the odds makers are disrespecting the Bengals. Six and a half points, they're four and two. They've looked uh, fantastic. Four wins their past five weeks. The only loss coming in overtime to the Green Bay Packers uh, in a game where their kicker had two chances to win it. Otherwise, this team would be five and one. Six and a half points. Uh, but you know what? The reason this spread you, is... Uh, just out of curiosity, you did just say their only loss came to the Packers. Then you by pointing no, out... No, I said before. I said in the stretch that I was talking about, four of the, they've won four of their past five games, and their only loss came to the Packers. Listen, Brenton. You need to listen. <laughs> that uh, is some cherry-picking business right there. So... <laughs> So anyway, it, it, this is six and, a half, six and a half points because the Bengals struggle against the Ravens. I can't even remember the last time the Bengals beat the Ravens. Uh, but you know what? My my notes here say it was September 2018. Since then, the Ravens have won five in a row. None of those games have been close. And usually it's because the Ravens offensively just move the ball at will. But the Bengals defense is so good this year. I mean, that's been the biggest surprise this entire season is how well their defense has played. I think they're going to be able to slow down Baltimore. I think this is going to be uh, an old-fashioned street fight. You know, the AFC North, black and blue, kind of go at it. And I think it's going to be a close game. I have a tough time seeing this being a blowout. So I'm going to take the Bengals in the six and a half. Yeah, I could see that being the case. Baltimore is rolling right now. But I think it's important to note, and I screwed this up, and I had I actually... Um, yeah, it might be. I didn't. I bet on Baltimore on Sunday. 
um, when some of the inactives came out. And did, I did you parlay them with the Lions? No, no, no. I did parlay the Lions with the Jets and the Patriots. So thank you for take. Thank you for not making me suffer through that overtime game, thinking I had that three game money money line dog parlay. Um, but my point being is that I, in hindsight, when I made my picks for the site, uh, and I picked Los Angeles, the Chargers, that was a bad matchup. Like the Chargers are not good against the run, and the. Ravens got them in that spot that they've gotten teams in over the past couple of years once Lamar has started, where they get you down, they make you one-dimensional, they force you to panic a little bit, and, and Brandon Staley went for a bunch of fourth downs in his, like, on his 19, um, and then they just run the ball more. And we saw Le'Veon Bell, Latavius Murray, uh, Devontae Freeman, also all had rushing touchdowns. Like Congratulations to your 2017 fantasy team. I don't think that they'll be able to do that as easily against the Bengals because coming into this game, the Bengals were seventh in rush defense TVOA, and they held the Lions to, I believe, 36 rushing yards on 18 attempts. That is, math majors, two rush yards per carry. So I will also begrudgingly take the Bengals, and I think that that is as well a game that will move down. So if you can find six and a half, you would love to get seven. It's probably not going to get there because I think there would be sharp money jumping all over it. Six is probably what you're going to find on the market. And I would anticipate that it keeps creeping a little bit lower because people are starting to realize that Cincinnati may be a legitimate football team for the first time since, what, 2015? That was a question for you, but. I nodded my head in agreement because I didn't feel like answering your question. Yes. It was kind of an insult question. A anybody watching it? Yes. You were, it was like the, the backhanded. Insult. It was, it was very breaching of me. The Washington football team, fresh off a garbage loss to the Chiefs. They had him, had him dead to rights at halftime. Patrick Mahomes played awful. They still got blown out. Heads to Green Bay to play a vengeful Aaron Rodgers who blacked out, apparently, and uh, told a bunch of Bears fans who were flicking him off that, I own you. I still own you. And screamed that several times. That, of course, uh, caused Bears fans to realize that their lives are shamefully spiraling out of control. The Packers are minus 10. The over-under, 49 here, Breach. Man, imagine going to Soldier Field, showing up, thinking maybe your team can pull off an upset, and you leave the stadium knowing Aaron Rodgers owns you. I mean, that is just absurd. Good for Aaron Rodgers. And it's probably going to be good for him this week. This is a huge point spread. But you know what, Brinson? Have you watched Washington play this season? The defense can't stop anyone. I mean, last year, the defense really was stopping bad. everyone. This year, it's the opposite. I mean, you look at just the last three weeks. They've given up. 30 or more points in each of the last three weeks, not just on Sunday against the chiefs the week before against the saints, they gave up 33. They gave up 30 points in a loss to the Falcons or, or when they beat the Falcons. And this, the Packers are arguably the best offense they've played this season. I mean, you could say it's the chiefs, but the chiefs aren't running at all cylinders right now. So I'm going to say the Packers are the most well-rounded offense they'll have faced so far this year. I will be shocked if the Packers don't put up 30 or more points. Oh, yeah. And just because they can do that, I, I hate, hate, hate taking a double-digit uh, favorite here. But you know what? The Packers are 5-1 against the spread. I think they're going to put up a ton of points, so I'm going to roll with Green Bay covering the 10. Yeah, I would like to see a team total on this. Those aren't out yet. I mean, I guess you could do the math, right? So you take away the 10 points, you get 30, what, so it'd be 15, 20. Uh, wait, I didn't do that math right. Dude, if you could do the math while I'm talking, if you can, and try and figure out what the what they're saying, the Green Bay's team. Basically, goes. thirty to nineteen. Thirty to nineteen. Thank you, Breach. That's that's uh, that's much better. Um, 
So their team total will probably be like 30 and a half or something like that. I wouldn't mind doing that because I don't really trust Washington to score. Taylor Heineke, I thought, I mean, I started him in fantasy in a bunch of different places and thought he might be able to put up a big game. He couldn't do anything, even against that horrible Chiefs defense. The one thing that I would be a little hesitant on with this line is that the, and there's a tweet from, the guy who runs the Golden Nugget or the sportsbook director for the Golden Nugget. And he said, I don't know if you saw this, but he said, uh, today's the kind of day as a sportsbook director, I want to lock myself in my office with a full bottle of Knob Creek. In other words, I've done that. <laughs> of course, who amongst us haven't? Um, like my buddy, uh, Brian is going to win our picks league this week. And he took, and Ryan's probably, Ryan Wilson's probably crushing against the spread because all the favorites won and covered, which means, be a little careful taking any of these huge favorites. For instance, like the Packers minus 10, maybe they're a better teaser piece. Uh, may, and maybe they come in and try to run it and Washington slows them down. I, I'm not sure. I can't take Packers at 10, but if I if you force me to bet on this right now, that's probably what I would take because I just can't trust Washington at this point in time. Bears, Bucks, speaking of big spreads, the Buccaneers are minus 12 and a half with a 10-day rest after throttling. Just kidding. It was a close game. Uh, no, it wasn't a close game. It was a throttle. Throttling the Eagles on Thursday night. Uh, the Bucs are minus 12 and a half at home against the Bears over under 49. Breach. Scoreboard in the Buccaneers-Eagles game said it was close. The box score said it was throttling. I got yeah. you, Brinson. I got you. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the 10-point spread with the Packers. Now we have a 12-and-a-half-point spread. What is going on here? You know what's funny is these two teams actually played each other last year while Tom Brady was with the Buccaneers, and the Bears won as a big underdog. They won 20-19 in a primetime game. This one's not primetime. This is late Sunday afternoon, uh, 4.25 p.m. kickoff. And you know what? You know, I don't always like to look at last year's results. Don't do that often. But you know why the Bears won last year? Because they put so much pressure on Tom Brady. And the Bears defense has shown over the past few weeks that they're capable of doing that again. So I do think you can look a little bit at last year. And I'm sure Matt Nagy saying, guys, that's the recipe to victory. We got to get after Brady. Uh, we saw this team do it to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the Packers only scored 24 points. The Bears defense is only giving up 15.3 points per game over the past three weeks. So they have been pretty stout. Uh you know, I don't think they're going to upset the Buccaneers, but I don't think the Buccaneers are going to go out and score 30 points. I think this is going to be probably something similar to what we saw with Green Bay and Chicago, a 10-point game-ish. Uh, so maybe something 24-14, 27-17, but 10 points covers the spread, so I'm rolling with the Bears here. Yeah, Tom Brady's not afraid to blow people out, but as we saw with the Eagles, you know, that, that was a game that they can't – I mean, look, you don't have to – it doesn't matter how you get there. You know, that's how gambling works. Sometimes you get there in funny ways, and, and the Eagles got there in a very, very funny way. Um, with the with this game, in terms of movement, I would guess that that total comes down a little bit. In fact, uh, Debo plopped it in here as 49. I see it uh, in certain places at 48. So that's probably the expected movement. If you want to take the under, that's the early bet that you should make. I, I don't know that I can get on the Bears. I will take the Bears at 12 and a half if, if we were making our picks right now. I do not want to bet them at 12 and a half, though, because Justin <laughs> Fields doesn't look. I, I don't know if you saw that Darnell Mooney touchdown throw. He It took him five seconds to recognize that Mooney was like no one was in five yards of him, and that's concerning. Um, but 
they really should have covered the 10 against the Packers. You know, the Aaron Rodgers had not a garbage time, but the Bears had closed it within, you know, they left him time to cover and Fields just couldn't get it done. So I will take begrudgingly take the Bears if I'm doing anything, but under would be the move I'm looking to grab on here because I think this could drop, you know, I don't know about like 45, but certainly cruise down to 47, 46, maybe. Chiefs minus four at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, this will be a tough one to find on Sunday night because the Titans don't play until Monday. And that game will affect probably how the line looks. Uh, but the Chiefs got the win in Washington. They did what they had to do. Mahomes ended up having a pretty decent game. And the overrunner of this one set at 56. Holy moly. Uh, am I Somebody in the scheduling department, the NFL, apparently hates the Tennessee Titans. because Seriously. Look, they have to play the Bills on Monday night, then turn around on a short week and play the Chiefs. I mean, that is rough. Um, but you know what? I... I this is an interesting game. I did get to play the Jaguars before, though. That I mean, that's true. So I guess it, it all evens out in the long run, maybe. Golly, uh, it's Bills, Chiefs, Titans, Rams, Saints. There you go. So now you're you, Colts, not Titans, obviously. So you agree that someone in the scheduling department hates the Titans? Yep. And the I don't Nashville. hate the Titans, though. People of Tennessee, as someone who lives in Nashville, I'm not going to completely homer this one. I am just going to anti-Chiefs this one. Look. The Chiefs can't cover any spread. Yes, they covered against Washington. They're two and four on the air, but you just can't trust them right now. And it's because their defense is so bad. And now that defense is going to have to try and stop Derrick Henry. Uh, for me, though, this is going to come down to whether or not the Titans get out of Monday's game healthy. If we know that A.J. Brown, that Julio Jones are all going to be playing in week seven against the Chiefs. So basically, if the Titans are fully healthy on offense, uh, then I love them to cover this point spread. But this is one where, probably wait till Tuesday and and make sure that everyone gets out of the Monday night game healthy. Yeah, certainly waiting to, to see what happens because if, if you know, Tannehill got hurt or and AJ Brown is sick and may not even play Monday. We'll see how that plays out. Obviously, you know, keep an eye on that for fantasy purposes. I would, pro I think I want to get involved in the over on this one, but man, I mean, that's a lot of points. And we saw where even with the chiefs and their bad defense, like the WFT put up 13 points. You know, and Kansas City did look a little bit better on defense, but that's the concern is that you got to get to 56, which means you really need both teams to score close to 30. And that that's asking a lot from a Titans team that, you know, likes to rely on Derrick Henry, understands the stakes of playing the Chiefs and how you have to beat the Chiefs, especially if your defense isn't good, and will probably try to reduce the amount of time that the game uh, you know, they're going to shrink the, they're going to try to shrink the clock. Basically um, that under, or that total is up to 56 and a half. Uh, it's not going to go much higher. So if you like the under bet it now, if you, I don't think, the, I don't think the line moves a whole lot. That's probably one that stays a little bit stagnant between now and next Sunday, Sunday night football. Oh, my 49ers return from their buy as four and a half point favorites over the suddenly, somewhat resurgent Indianapolis Colts. Now, granted, the Colts obviously got uh, daggered by the Ravens on Monday Night Football, but then bounced back in very impressive fashion. Carson Wentz looked good. Jonathan Taylor had a, like 130 yards and two touchdowns, and they smoked the Texans. But they're four-and-a-half-point dogs to the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. Total 44-and-a-half breach. Yeah, you know what? My problem with the 49ers right now is that I don't even know who their quarterback is going to be. Kyle Shanahan keeps it a mystery. Both of these guys were battling minor injuries. I don't know if it's going to be Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. But you know what, Brinson? I don't think it matters because the Colts have been impressing me so much over the past few weeks. Uh, uh, the Ravens game, if the Colts would have brought a healthy kicker to Baltimore, 
they win that game going away. They were a couple missed field goals. That game probably shouldn't have gone to overtime. Um, so if you, if your kicker makes his kicks, you win that game. And then even though they had a dagger, just a heartbreaking loss, they bounced back, absolutely hammered the Texans on Sunday. And so the Colts have been dominating these games because of their defense. And I, I think they're going to go to San Francisco. I think they're going to slow down the 49ers. And as bad as the 49ers have been playing the last couple of weeks, obviously on a buy in week six, four and a half points just seems a little surprising. So I am going to take uh, the Colts to cover here. I think that line may be partially like the books don't know what the 49ers are going to do at quarterback. And they don't really know exactly because, you know, we teams coming out of a bye, you don't have a ton of information about who's healthy, who's not healthy, who you're going to have for this game, you know, until you get a little bit later in the week. So I think that's a question that you have to have answered. But, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, unless unless we're missing something with the Colts where, yeah, I mean, the Colts are going to be who they are. There's, you know, we know, we know what the Colts have. They came out of that game largely unscathed. They are who we thought they were. Yeah, they are who we thought they were. Shout out Denny Green. It ran happened about this time of the year. Yeah, we're just away from the 15-year anniversary, I think. Yeah, something like that. Um, I would guess that this line would go closer to three as opposed to closer to six. So if you like the Colts catching the points here on Sunday Night Football, you should bet that. I also think that that under the total might come down, Breach. What do you think? 44 and a half is low, especially for a primetime game. Yeah, I don't know that's going to go fall very much. Let's see. Let's see if it's moved at all. Um, it's is it at 45. I don't think it's going to go shooting up. I mean, this is, I mean, you could throw all over the Colts, but the 49ers are not exactly a, that's the thing too, is like, if, is Jimmy G going to play? Um, is Trent Williams healthy? There's a lot of questions to be asked about that. So I would lean under, but don't think the total is going to come way down. I think we can see this be a little bit stagnant. Uh, if you like the Colts though, Take the Colts now because I, I would bet that that gets closer to three by kickoff. All right, that's the look ahead for week seven. Breach, as always, buddy. A boat looking ahead. A pleasure. We will uh, see you guys in the recap. Make sure and hit the YouTube subscribe button. You can come join us for a live show after Sunday Night Football. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.